Hello, everybody. I'm the coach, Shannon Griffith, and welcome to the Hoosier Football Tailgate right here on the Believe Network and a and sponsored by Bet Online. Remember, betonline.ag is where you can find all your information for college football, NFL football with up-to-date stats, uh, news, and breakdowns as well. Remember, Bet Online is where the game starts. And thank you for that uh, uh, sponsorship by uh, Bet Online. Well, the Hoosiers are back into game week after having a bye week this past week. And uh, I'm sure that they would give, had the opportunity to really uh, look at some things, especially after the firing of Walt Bell and the uh, elevation of Rod Carey, too. The offensive coordinator's position, Rod signing a two, having a two-year contract at 815K, the memorandum of understanding, and uh, he ends up being uh, one of the highest paid offensive coordinators in IU history, but uh, he takes over for Walt Bell, also announced over the weekend, Justin Fuente, the former head coach at Memphis and Virginia Tech, a very good offensive mind, was added to the Hoosier staff in Rod Carey's old position. So Justin will be a great voice in that offensive staff room uh, for him to really uh, be able uh, to provide some sounding uh, board material to Rod Carey and the rest of those coaches having the former head coaching experience and having some really good offenses at Memphis. And don't forget Rod Carey himself had some really good offenses back when he was at, at Northern Illinois. So I believe that to be a good hire and a good addition. And again, I would say this past week or the last two weeks, Indiana has done a really good would probably did a really good job of going in and uh, uh, really analyzing offense, defense, and special teams from a self-scout perspective where they really focused on themselves and having being in some of those meetings over my years in college football, you better check your ego at the door when things aren't going right. Uh, and even some cases when things are going right, because if your position is not performing up to uh, par, you need a uh, par. You need a par, 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 you need a uh they probably got some actual on on field time before they probably gave them some time off. And during bye weeks, it's also a good idea to let those that are bumped up and, uh, you know, bruised and things of that nature to try to get them back to as much as full strength as humanly possible before uh, heading out and doing a little recruiting and looking at some of the area kids that you need to keep an eye on or see play in person uh, for the next year or two in your recruiting classes. A little bit later on, we're going to have Zach Osterman from the Indy Star, he will join us and talk about Rod Carey, the hire, and then, of course, the addition of Justin Fuente, as well as what takeaways he took from today's presser down on uh, IU's campus, 
for the Tom Allen normal Monday repressor to get some of his uh, feedback on that as well and some other things that uh, he may have uh, to add as, on top of what uh, Indiana is facing with this Michigan team this week. A, a defense that they're going to go against is probably the, the top defense in the conference, only giving up 6.7 points a game, and then an offense that's hitting on all cylinders with J.J. McCarthy at the helm. So we'll have Zach joining us here in just a moment, and to give that time to happen. We're going to step away and pay some bills right now. We'll be back with the Hoosier for Leave Network. And joining me now is Zach Osterman from the Indianapolis Star. And Zach, I guess the first question that I wanted uh, to ask you today, I know that today's the typical uh, presser down there at Indiana. And I know Coach Allen talked uh, this morning. Anything that he brought up in that um, presser and in the context that Maybe was anything uh, new to the floor or pretty much same old, same old that you get pretty much on every uh, Monday press conference? Yeah, I mean, it was our first chance to talk to him about the switch to Rod Carey. He made a statement before introducing Rod last week when uh, he, you know, when Rod Carey met with us after becoming offensive coordinator, but it was our first chance to really kind of quiz Tom Allen on it. And also, I think a, probably a more opportune time than it would have been last week in the sense that last week was the bye week. Coaches are always in and out of town during the bye week. It's, it's a time to go recruiting. It's a time when practice, you know, is just a little bit kind of different, a little bit sort of more chopped up. Um you know, you know, I think he probably, probably echoed, echoed a lot of the things, things Rod Carey said last week. week. You know, no, nobody's expecting miracles with this this switch, this offensive coordinator switch midseason. There won't be any, you know, dramatic formation changes. Indiana's not going to suddenly run an entirely new playbook. There's just not time to install all that. Um, I think what he really sort of parroted Tom Allen was kind of this idea, you know, Rod Carey said it in a very sort of simple way, but but just this idea of sort of trying to identify, okay, these are things that we can do well offensively. Let's build the foundation around them and then move forward from there um, and try to cut out maybe some of the stuff that maybe Indiana had been trying to do and just hadn't found a way to get it to work. Uh, Allen did emphasize that Taven Jackson is still Indiana's starting quarterback, which I think was a question we had after the Maryland game when he made that quarterback switch in the second half and then, you know, could easily have poured water on the idea that that was anything more than just kind of getting your starters out of the game once it was decided and really didn't. Um, but I think more than anything, it's just kind of listening to, you know, Tom Allen talk about being on the same page with Rod Carey, getting to know him this last year and a half. I don't think they really had any um, enormous pre-existing relationship before Carey came on staff last year as a quality control analyst. Um, but Kerry spent, it, it's relevant to say, a lot of last season in Indiana's defensive room, um, basically as sort of like an offensive mind looking at a defense or, or an offensive mind sort of presenting, you know, sort of a, 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 some scouting thoughts and maybe an offense the defense is preparing for. So they haven't gotten to know each other pretty well. Of course, Indiana, um, Tom Allen called Indiana's defense last season, so he would have been really hands-on in those meetings. Um but I think, you know, what it really is, and I, I don't even know other than maybe a couple injury questions, if Tom Allen got a question today about anything other than something around the offensive coordinator change. And that's clearly just kind of, you know, first on the list for Indiana football at the moment. Yeah, I would imagine that um, there's that 
discussion too a little bit with the change and that's kind of the you know what is on the forefront of everybody's mind at this point in time you know one thing that I was not surprised by, but uh, the decision to go ahead and give a two-year contract with eight hundred fifteen thousand uh, as a base salary for Rod, Rod Carey. Uh, kind of, what's your thought process on that as it pertains to uh, making him one of the highest-paid offensive coordinators in, uh, I guess, Indiana history? He is the highest-paid coordinator in terms of guaranteed salary Indiana's ever had. Um, and that's offense or defense. Now that doesn't factor in bonuses and things like that. And like, I think for example, Kalen DeBoer's one year at Indiana would have paid out more when you brought those things in. Um, I mean, listen, it's interesting. It, it hasn't come without some criticism, although to be fair, when you're a coach whose team has been struggling for the last couple, three years, you know, you could hand out free ice cream and people would, would probably find some reason why it's it's reflective of your your you know tactical and moral failings as a head coach. Um, what I would say is, I think there was this question of, you know, I know there was this question, and I understand it. Why not wait until the off season? Why not take the job into the coaching market if you're going to offer a robust salary anyway? Why not see what a national search yields you? And I would say a few things. Number one, I do think Rod Carey has the sort of resume where if he hadn't been in Indiana as an analyst already, if he'd been working somewhere else, let's say as offensive line coach, and Indiana had done that and had hired him in January, I think people would have been intrigued by the hire, not necessarily obviously his time at Temple, but before that, his years at Northern Illinois, he was integral both as offensive coordinator and as head coach in building some really, really good offenses, particularly good offenses, particularly good offenses, particularly I think a lot of quarterback run element in those when you think back to the Jordan Lynch type type QBs he had there. Number two, um, you know, not wanting to be dismissive of that argument, I, I would point out, even if Indiana is offering a substantial amount of money, at least relative to its own history, to this next coordinator, who, whoever he would be in this hypothetical, you know, that coordinator can read the room as well as anybody else. Coaches understand, you know, what things look like. And if you're hiring a guy who might look at, at you as a head coach and say, you know, geez, things haven't really turned around. Like, let's say, let's say, for example, he elevates Rod Carey just as the interim offensive coordinator. Things don't really get turned around. Indiana slumps to finish the season. Any coach in the end interviews is going to understand that, you know, <laughs> that, that basically everybody having a job by the end of next season might come down to their performance. And that's not that coaches don't shy away from pressure, but, you know, that's, that's, kind of an extreme situation to step into. And to be clear, I, I want to, I'm not speculating anything. Uh, this is not me. So no one's whispered in my ear or whatever, but I mean, like there's been enough discussion of just the way Tom Allen's contract works and the way his buyout works that everybody, you know, sometimes fans treat buyouts like coaches aren't aware of them and like they, they've just sort of discovered them. And it's sort of like, listen, everybody knows how that business works. Everyone understands just the the nature and some of the peril, frankly, at times of, of that industry and that profession. And so if you, you went into, you know, the winter, I'm, I'm not hugely convinced that, that you would, without maybe offering even substantially more money than, than Indiana already has, has handed out to Rod Carey. Um, I don't know, you know, what your candidate pool would look like, I guess. And then the third thing I would say is you've got, 
a coach here who was your interim offensive line coach for the second half of last season. He switched over from working with Indiana's defense last season to working with Indiana's offense this season. So he's a lot more, you know, he joked that like when he stepped into the offensive line room last year, he only knew numbers, not names, because he'd spent all his time thinking about the defense. That's not the case now. He has been on the offensive side of the ball pretty much all year. Um, he's going to have a working knowledge, of course, of the structure of the playbook and, and also, though, of the personnel, what's at his disposal. Uh, you know, maybe he might have even some of those those ideas about, well, these are some of the things that I think I, well, these are some of the things that I think I, well, these are some of the things that I think I'm good at this or we're good at that. And so then maybe under a, you know, I guess an optimist scenario, the process of restarting or rebuilding this offense begins earlier. And maybe you get some results out of that. It's worth saying that, you know, Indiana's got, I mean, it's it's kind of into the, the the fire here. These two of these first three weeks, you're facing the top two scoring defenses in the country in Michigan and Penn State. But in the same breath, you know, you have a Rutgers team that's incredibly run heavy. You got an Illinois team that's one of only two teams beneath you in points per game, you know, scoring offense. And I know sometimes that's a bit of a, a blunt instrument statistic, but the point is it's an Illinois team that struggles to score the football. Michigan State's got its issues. Purdue's got its issues. Um, you know, if you can affect some change and some positive improvement in this offense, then it's not hard to see Indiana competing for some of these games in the back half of the schedule that we've always talked about being really important to, you know, kind of maybe Indiana realizing some of its opportunities as a bowl team. Um, and one way or the other, you're putting that offensive coordinator at, you know, you're giving him an extra two and a half, three months to kind of start the process of evaluating and improving that offense um, in addition to, you know, truly an entire off season. So I sort of understand how Allen wound up here in a variety of different ways. It is a big dice roll for him, but you know, any coordinator hire would have been frankly. And like I said, it's, uh, I don't think he and Carrie really knew each other before Carrie got to IU, but I think it's clear that the, the rapport and the relationship they've built over the last couple of years is, is strong. And again, I, I understand how he got to this decision. Yeah, I understand too. And I, I get you on the one year deal type of scenario where your pool of applicants is probably not going to be overly strong in that situation. Maybe get a situation, 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 maybe get a Virginia Tech head coach has been hired in Coach Carey's previous role as an offensive quality control coach. Personally, I think that's a great hire because he has a pretty good offense offensive mind uh, uh, with him. And I think he'll be a good addition in that staff room, but any takeaways from that over this, during the presser? The Tom Allen, I think couldn't address that just because I mean, you know, this universities have layer upon layer of human resources, bureaucracy, and this has been cleared, but that hasn't been cleared. So it's not, I guess the point is it wasn't official enough to be talked about yet, but I think, you know, to your point, um, it, it is interesting. I understand these quality control positions have kind of become a nice little sort of on-ramp back into coaching when, when coaches get fired or coaches get let go, you know, sometimes even when maybe, I mean, like Matt Carrera, Indiana's defensive coordinator, wasn't fired 
you know, outright. He was just let go as part of a staff that was turned over at Duke. And so then he spent a year at Ohio State as a, as a QC guy or something. If it wasn't that, it was a very similar role. Um, but, I, you know, I mean, it, it, it probably speaks well of Indiana that it can get someone with Justin Fuente's resume. And I think as much as anything else, too, I think it also speaks to what Tom Allen wants out of that, you know, that that role. I, I always think back to, you know, Tom Crean uh, really valued assistance with head coaching experience. And I think that one of the big reasons why he did was because at any given time, he might need to say, hey, I got to drop this. I got to go, you know, make a an unplanned recruiting trip or, you know, I think I need to spend today working really zeroing in on, on just one thing within this team that's only going to be a small handful of players. I need you to run everything else for a day or I need you to handle the rest of practice on your own, that, that kind of thing. And, of course, those two positions aren't exactly one-to-one. I understand that. But I think it tells you something when, you know, when a head coach – seeks out other head coaches in that kind of role and can get other head coaches because as you said that was that was Rod Carey's position before he was elevated and so you know it's it's multiple head coaches with success on their resumes at different stops who who've now kind of filled that role and I think again it says something about Tom Allen when you know he can convince those those guys that that's a good opportunity for them as well so you know it's uh, listen it, it probably is in, in the broadest possible terms, you know, when you're talking about quality control, it's probably one of those where if you're doing your job right, you're very behind the scenes, even if you are someone who's obviously prominent name-wise within college football recently. Um, but I don't think there's any real downside, certainly, to, to Justin Fuente um, coming on board at Indiana. I'd heard that that was the likeliest sort of outcome uh, when Kerry was elevated, because obviously Indiana wasn't going to leave that QC position open. Um, but it, yeah, I think it probably says something that, that, you know, that's the, the caliber of, you know, coach or talent or football mind, whatever term you want to use that you can attract to a job like that. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to appreciate you for kind of giving me some of your insights into this change over here the last couple of weeks. Hoosiers will take on a very tough uh, and really good Michigan team this Saturday up in Ann Arbor. And I'm sure you'll be traveling up there. Make sure you bring a little extra winter clothing because it is October now, but really appreciate you jumping on here today, Zach and uh, 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 That was Zach Osterman from the Indianapolis Star. Appreciate him joining us here today uh, on the Hoosier Football Tailgate here on the Believe Network, sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts and changing some things over here, but really appreciate and value Zach's opinions on some of the changes down there um, at Bloomington over the week. A couple things on. Um, you know, uh, Justin Fuente and what he kind of brings to that 
that room and what he'll probably be in task doing is really making sure that the offensive staff stays on task with doing the things that work and maybe finding ways to add wrinkles. And then, of course, being a guy that can provide them information on uh, the defenses that they'll be facing because uh, the next uh, three weeks you got uh, Michigan of course Saturday Penn State coming up and then uh, you got Rutgers I believe in between those two so that Rutgers Rutgers game as I would hate to put too much emphasis on the game as it stands now but that's a critical game for the Hoosiers to try to get themselves um uh, potentially bowl eligible they need a win there of, of course uh to help that the case along. And I know some people may have some questions about, you know, how can they go out and hire Justin Fuente, uh, Fuente in terms of uh, payment and stuff. More than likely, Justin is probably getting paid from Virginia Tech and whatever he's making at Indiana will be just subtracted from what Virginia Tech has to pay him. Uh, nor, more times than not, the head coaches are the ones that are taken care of in these contract situations. Most assistant coaches coaches nowadays get a two-year deal, which is pretty nice. Some get three. Um, back when I was coaching, we got one-year deals and uh, our our contracts expired February. So if you got let go, you had six months, you know, you knew you had six months to find a job. So, um, but I think, like I said, good hire uh, there by Coach Allen in his uh and for uh, the offensive staff there, and of course um, with Rod Carey uh, as it pertains to him, uh, I think what Zach was trying to say there is if they would have not made um, Rod the full-time uh, offensive coordinator, uh, the potential to bring in somebody with value with one year remaining on the head coach's contract would have been a little bit more difficult when it pertains to the pool of applicants for those type of jobs. And, um, and more than likely the only way they would be be able to bring them in would be on a one year deal. And I don't think too many guys out there would jump on that. And, you know, unless it was the last thing on earth that they had to jump on, but, we, we shall see. Uh, I'll be back here on Thursday to do the Michigan game. I thought maybe I'd get to some of that today, but I'm going to put that off until Thursday and kind of get back on a normal week here with me having uh, uh, videos and on Mondays and Thursdays. And again, thanks to Bet Online for their sponsorship of the Hoosier Football Tailgate here on the Believe Network. Remember, go over to betonline.ag, uh, use the promo code BELIEVE, B L E A V, get 50% on your first deposit with Believe uh, or with betonline.ag. Bet Online is where the game starts. Well, thanks again for joining us here this afternoon here on uh, in our Hoosier Football Tailgate. Uh, we'll see you on Thursday. Uh, I'm the coach, Shannon Griffith. You have a great evening.